Do you ever feel like manifestation is just another thing on your to-do list that you don't have time for? Like your spiritual practice is something that you have to do? Honestly, you're not alone because I felt that way too. Something that's really changed my relationship with manifestation is blending it into my lifestyle so that no matter what I'm doing, I'm also manifesting. I call this manifestation as a lifestyle and it single-handedly made the entire manifestation journey more enjoyable for me and I've seen my desires show up with a lot more ease. Manifesting as a lifestyle has made manifestation go from feeling like a task to something I just naturally do because it's who I am. If you'd like to learn more about this, I've created a step-by-step guide for you. I'll link it in my show notes so you can check it out. You're listening to the Affirmation Addict Podcast with Pyle Corley. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so much for being here. And now it's time to get started. Welcome back to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. Today, I'm diving into the biggest manifestation mistakes I see people making on their journey. And this actually came from just a lot of like asking questions on my Instagram and seeing where you're at, seeing what your understanding of manifestation is. And I figured it would be helpful to kind of give you some updates as to what you can do differently. This is not meant to shame you. This is not meant to make you feel bad. I just think this would be really helpful because I know there was a time when I was doing these things and it took me way longer than it probably needed to. I obviously believe in divine timing and there's a reason it took me a long time to learn this lesson. But if you're listening to this episode, hopefully I can help cut out some of the guesswork. I can maybe help you adjust where you don't really know where you need to adjust on your manifestation journey. So that's what this episode is about. Just a couple manifestation mistakes. And yes, the title is a little bit uh, harsh, but I only say it with love. And I really, really want this to be just helpful little perspectives. If you feel frustrated with your manifestation journey, if you've been trying everything I say and seeing no results, if you've been following someone's program and not getting to where you want to be, there's obviously a reason you're listening to this episode. So let's help you. Let's kind of squash some of the things that you might be just unknowingly doing that are not really serving you. So First things first, I think the biggest overall mistake, and I am guilty of this even to this day, on some of the manifestations that haven't manifested, um, I think we're too vague. When someone says, what do you want to manifest? You respond and you say, I want to manifest my soulmate. I want to manifest a million dollars. I want to manifest my dream job. And those are great, right? Those are beautiful things to want to manifest, but... We are so vague and we don't even know what that means for us. We don't know what you want to do with your soulmate. You don't know what like having a soulmate actually means for you personally. It's not like I'm trying to ask you to like describe your soulmate to a T and physical characteristics, which a lot of people recommend. I personally never recommend that. I think physical characteristics are kind of an egotistical way of manifesting your soulmate. I think there's so much more than physical characteristics. So for me, it's not about like, what are the exact details? And I'm not asking you to get clear on your desire in a form of 
narrowing down and detaching, but it's more so in a way of understanding why is this desire specifically important to you and what does manifesting your soulmate actually mean to you? I am so sorry. Our trash is being picked up right now. So if it's loud, I apologize. I'm going to speak extra close into my microphone to hopefully drown out the sound. But I think what I mean by people being too vague is we all say we want more money. I want financial freedom. What does that mean to you? Does And then we get even more vague. We're like, well, I don't want to have to work. And it's like, okay, but then what are you going to do with your time? We have a tendency to have super short attention spans. So say you have all the money in the world, you don't have to work, then what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to fill your hours of the day with? Where are you going to say you want to travel? Where are you going to travel to? Why do you want to travel there? So it's like, it's so easy to be overly vague and say those token answers, but that doesn't serve anybody. And that's not true to who you are. You're like, you have a very unique desire as to what you're craving from a relationship, from financial freedom, from your dream job. Those aspects, nobody can answer for you. No one can show you what that means. And this brings me to my second point where we don't really know what it is that we want. We see what other people have. We see what other people talk about. We see what's possible for other people. And we use that as evidence and that as kind of a detail of our manifestation when in reality, some of my best manifestations I could have never dreamed up. And when you're too focused on somebody else's details, you're not leaving space for your own true desires to come in. Some of my best manifestations I've never actually seen in someone I know's life or in an influencer's life. Some of my truest manifestations were completely unique to me and they're some of my favorite. And I'll give you an example. So for a long time, when I was manifesting my soulmate, I always had a clear picture that he would be Indian. I've talked about this a lot, but I haven't talked about this in a while. So if you're new here, I until I met Tom, who is my husband, not Indian at all. Um, maybe his soul is very Indian, but his like heritage and culture, he's not Indian. He is half Irish, half, part Lebanese, and then part Mexican. So he's kind of a mixture of a few um, different cultural backgrounds. And I am 100% Indian, completely connected to my culture. Um, I spent so much of my life in India. And I think what is so interesting is that I, for the longest time, I just didn't talk to anybody who wasn't Indian. I had this belief in my head that I had to date an Indian guy. I had a very, very um, specific desire. And when I think about it, it wasn't my own. I wanted to marry an Indian guy because I thought, assumed that my parents would be happier with me marrying an Indian guy and it'd be easier for them. It would be more blending in our cultures and our rituals. And they would just be more comfortable because my parents didn't have that many American friends. They worked from home. So they're not used to just a different culture. And so I didn't want to put that on them. I wanted it to be easy for my parents to have like in-laws or my in-laws that they could get along with. So I just assumed personally that that equaled marrying an Indian guy. So literally for my entire dating life, I only dated Indian guys. And boy, oh boy, I one, hated it. Two, I just never could drive truly deeply or I could never be myself. And Third, it was just an example of 
that wasn't actually what I wanted. I could care less personally if he was Indian or not. I was doing that to please other people who didn't also care, by the way, this was an assumption. And I wasn't thinking about anything deeper. I was trying to kind of force feed. That's the really bad word, but like I was trying to like force my manifestation and just dictate the how when I wasn't even sure as to why I wanted an Indian guy. I didn't have the awareness that it wasn't for me. Like I could care less like the color of your skin tone or your culture. I wanted someone respectful, respectful, willing to accept my variation of Indian culture and being willing to enjoy that. Like that's what that meant for me. Not you had to be Indian too. Like that doesn't mean much. Every There's lots of different varieties of Indian people. People from different backgrounds have different ways of celebrating Indian culture. Some of my Indian friends hate being Indian and that's not what I want. So it's a very um, interesting thing because it feels like so natural and you feel like you are manifesting your desire, but you're actually kind of sabotaging yourself by being overly specific. And I know that's really contradictory to my first point, which is get more clear. But it's like when you have those details, make sure those details and those clarity points are for you. They're not for anybody else. They're not so you can fit into society. They're not so people can accept you more. Like they are truly your desires. Another example in the relationship realm is I always said I was going to get married at 24. Why? I don't know. I think it was my intuition knowing, but I said I was going to get married at 24 when I was 21 and very single. I didn't know Tom when I turned 21. I was still super single and I just knew and wanted, I was like, I want to get married at 24. Will I force it? Obviously not, but I wasn't focused on how I'm getting there. 24 just felt like the perfect age for me. And that is exactly when I got married. I got married at age 24 and I just knew that was something that was important to me. There was no rhyme or reason. All of my friends thought I was insane. None of my friends actually got married until three or four years after. All of my friends are getting married now and Tom and I have been married for four years. So it's one of those things where it's like, you need to figure out what your desires are, cutting out the noise, not other people's desires. Other people's desires can serve as points of clarity and like, oh, I kind of like that or I don't like that. But I'm telling you, most likely other people's desires are not your truest desires. Your truest desires you probably have never seen um, in the exact way. And use that to help yourself, let yourself dream bigger and get more creative in what you're asking for and be really honest with yourself. I think the vagueness comes from we're too scared to admit what we want. We're too scared to admit that we want it in case that it doesn't happen. We'd rather just not say it. And it's like, no, like ask for what you want because when you actually honestly ask for what you want, that strikes a chord within the universe that connects to the universe. And the universe is like, oh yes, this is what they want. And that is true to them. It's not for other people. It's not to people, please. It's not to prove a point. It's not to be a disguise of your self-worth. It is actually your own desire. I always get a ton of questions in my DMs from people asking how I can manifest 
The truth is you can really manifest anything as long as it's for the greatest good. And if you're having trouble manifesting something right now, or you feel stuck on your journey, I have a really beautiful resource I've made for you. It's a free quiz. It's called the Manifestation Archetype Quiz. And it's something that I've created so you can find out your manifestation style to give you more clarity on your spiritual journey. After taking the quiz, you're going to receive the best resources for your specific archetype to help you attract your desires based on where you're at and what you want to create. So you can find a link to the quiz in the show notes or just head to my website at www.affirmation-addict.com. This is specifically for if you're manifesting something and it's just not coming. I think being overly vague and being kind of a catch-all, right? Like saying things that fit anything and can be flexible and leaving it up to the universe, I think is powerful. But I think we use that as an excuse to just pretend like we don't want to admit what we want. I, for a long time, had this goal of hitting a certain income goal in my business. And I've been more open about my kind of financial manifestation goals. I'm at a financial point that I never thought I could be at, but I do want to go and up level. And I'm trying to be more open about that because I think financial freedom, like we talked about, is something that we all are open to. And no matter what level you're at and no matter what level you're trying to get to, I think it's a very universal thing. And for a really long time, I would just say, oh, I want more money or I want financial freedom or I want my bank account to hit this number. But it's like, that is too vague. Like, why do you want that? For a long time for me, it was to be able to prove to people that my business was worth it or my business was successful enough. And then it became about proving to myself that I was successful or worthy and just peeling back the layers, which is why when you have a idea for what you want to manifest, there's a high chance that it's just a pathway for you to understand one of your limiting beliefs and peel back to actually get to the root. So asking yourself once, why do you want what you want is not always enough. Most of the time you have to ask yourself multiple times. So for me, I've been trying to hit a certain financial um, goal in my business and I was so vague with it that I never hit it. In fact, I actually went backwards. And then once I finally admitted to myself why I wanted what I wanted and got to the root and what would I do with that money? How would I use it? that's when the money actually started coming. And I hit that financial goal really freaking quickly. And I didn't change that much except being honest with myself and being clear, but peeling back the layers. And it's a consistent cycle of repeating the process of what is it that you want? Why do you want it? How do you embody it and blend it into your daily life? But So much of it is we miss that first part. Why do we want what we want? What is it that we actually want? We kind of miss that and we just start to try and practice embodiment and practice blending it into our lifestyle, but we're focusing on a completely different thing. That's actually not our desire. So then that kind of wastes your time and the work isn't going to work that well because you're missing the point. And so I talk a lot about building your foundation and building a strong manifestation foundation. And this is what I mean. This is the first step is honestly admitting what you want. What is it that you want that you've never seen before? So for me, I learned that like, It's important for me to have more money because for two reasons. One is when me and Tom travel, we travel in a very different way than other people. And 
we're both really, really into wellness. And like, we like staying at places that have a lot of wellness amenities or that are wellness oriented and healing. So like we call our travels like healing trips. And those places are sometimes harder to get to, or they're they're like all inclusive hotels. And we love that. But sometimes I'm like, is it worth it? Like I could experience this country in the same way without doing a wellness thing. But I understood that that's what's important to me, not for other people. I could care less if other people want to come with us. Like that is something I would want to spend my money on and circulate my money towards is bettering ourselves in a different place's energy and enjoying that energy together. Like that's what's important to me. Some people want to spend their money on designer bags. I could care less on designer bags. I've talked about this before, but that's just something that's not important to me. And if it's important to you, challenge yourself. Why is it important to you? Is it to prove to yourself that you made it? Is it to prove to others that you made it? Or are you someone who is actually so obsessed with the make and the quality and the fabric and the story behind these bags? Like I understand logically luxury items, but... It's something, especially in like handbags that I'm not into. Maybe Indian clothes is probably the only thing that I appreciate luxury in. Um, But even then, like my mom's a clothing designer and we make our own stuff a lot of the time. And I love that. And I have more fun doing it. So it's understanding why do you want to receive what you want to receive and then being having the courage to question that. So that is the biggest manifestation mistake I see is we are too scared to ask for what we want. So instead, we just kind of become vague and we're like, oh yeah, like I want financial freedom or I want my soulmate. I want to feel loved. I want to have a beautiful wedding or I want my dream home and I want it to be here, here, here. And so much of where our desires are and what our desires are initially start with your ego. It is to prove something. It is a social status. It is a status to yourself. It is to kind of show that you can do it. And it's almost like a test of strength. And once you drop all that aside, if no one was watching you, no one could see what you manifested, what makes you happy? You don't have to tell anybody about it. No one will ever know what you manifested. Then what would you do? No one to show, no need for it. But then what? So those are kind of, it's kind of the art of like asking yourself good questions and then having the courage to be honest with that because you might've spent so much time working on a, working towards a specific manifestation, but you realize you were not fully honest with yourself and don't shame yourself for that. Like take this as a powerful stepping stone of like, oh my gosh, I finally uncovered what it is that I truly want. Like in a relationship for me, it was always important for me that me and my husband both work from home. I, and a lot of that is because I grew up watching my parents work from home and how much that just served their relationship. And I wanted that lifestyle. And Tom was in the military. He was never home. But after the military, he was like, I think I want to like be able to work from home and have flexible hours. And he ended up like stepping into the business that allows him to do that. And It wasn't no one else in my life has them and their partner working from home with completely flexible schedules, can travel any day of the week. But that is something I grew up with. And it was personally so important to me that it is what I ended up creating. 
And so realizing that most of your desires are going to be very unique to you. And on top of that, sometimes when we're working on our manifestations and allowing them to come in, we take what everyone else is offering and we take their affirmations or we take their meditations, we take all of their stuff, but they're not actually targeting your unique limiting beliefs regarding that manifestation. And that's why it's really important to understand what is it that's blocking you and target your limiting beliefs. Like you're literally targeting them and trying to blast them away. That's the biggest thing because someone else's limiting beliefs might be completely opposite to you. I've seen this with literally me versus my brother. We both want the same thing, but what's in our way is completely different. Like I have more emotional limiting beliefs and I feel a lot of shame and guilt. And for him, he is very competitive and he wants to outbeat other people. And that's his limiting beliefs. So it's like, you can be two people cut from the same cloth. You can, it can be you and your sibling. It can be you and your childhood best friend, and you'll have a completely different different set of limiting beliefs. Like that is life. And that's the cool thing about what makes us each individually human. But if you are not targeting your personal unique limiting beliefs for that specific desire that is uniquely yours, you won't get super far. So it's really important is to learn how to manifest for your unique position in your unique circumstances in this unique moment in time. That's what's really important on your manifestation journey. And if you need help with that, this is what I teach you in my step-by-step guide to manifesting as a lifestyle. I teach you how to check in with yourself. I teach you how to address and acknowledge and adjust so that you can call in your desires for your own personal way. Because a one-size-fits-all course is just not going to work the same for everybody. What's really important is you learning how to work on you. Like I can't do the work for you, I although I wish I could, I can't. But what I can do is teach you how to do the work for yourself. And that's kind of what my guide is all about. So I'll put the link in the show notes if you're interested. But if not, just start asking yourself these questions. Start asking yourself, how can I actually be honest with myself? Where am I lying to myself about what I'm manifesting? Where am I scared to admit what I want to manifest? Where am I nervous that it won't actually come? And see what comes up. It's very powerful if you sit and give yourself the time to ask those questions and answer them. I hope you found this episode helpful and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, it would mean the world to me if you could rate, interview the podcast and share it on your social media. So I know to keep creating episodes that are inspiring you to manifest. I'm so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today. And I'd love for you to join the community by following at Affirmation Addict on Instagram. To continue diving into spirituality and manifestation, head over to my website, affirmation-addict.com. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and so much healing energy.